hello, hi, I'm Donna, your host, and this is Postpartum Talks. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having your family and your friends join in because this podcast is geared for you, new moms, mothers who are looking for some help, some understanding, and some comfort in their postpartum experience. Today, I'm diving into what really happens few seconds after you have just delivered your baby and how are you dealing with your postpartum experience making it better for you I'm going to tell you the truth please stay tuned and I'll meet you on the other side hi welcome back I'm Donna you just joined postpartum talks let's get into it what really happens after you have a baby how are you expected to feel what's really going on with your body Some of you may feel a little offended by what I'm saying. Some of you may not be ready to hear it. These are for you new moms that understand what's happening and you want information to be a little more stronger, a little more capable, and a little more confident in how you are experiencing postpartum. Okay, so right after you have your baby, this is just dealing with vaginal births. Okay, I'm only going to share vaginal birth delivery. So some of the things they don't tell you after you have a baby is you're not actually going to go down to your pre-pregnant weight. I'm sure you heard that, but maybe if you had a baby that um, was six pounds, two ounces, okay, let's just say, and you gained maybe 50 pounds and now the baby's out and you probably are expecting, all right, I'm done, placenta's out. Babies out, I should be minus 50 pounds. That's not a fact. The fact is you're probably still going to look like you're pregnant, even though you just pushed out a baby and the placenta. Remember, that's water, that's fat, that's blood. That's lots of stuff moving around that you have gained over almost nine months. What are you doing? What's going to happen I want you to have an expectation of reality of peace because many times um, women after they have their first baby, they are so anxious about their weight and they're so anxious about getting back to this pre-pregnant size, but that's not the case. All right. Not always when you look like you're still carrying 50 pounds in your stomach, but no, you're still going to have something. Your belly's not going to quite go completely flat. Your uterus has to go back down to its proper size and the extra um, blood and, and fat that's there, that has to actually be a healthy back to weight. Meaning you don't need to quickly, instantly rush out trying to lose your 25 pounds. Let your body heal and process this. It helps the body's hormones to move freely to help you. So yeah, many times after you have the baby, your stomach is feeling kind of jello-ish like. It's not flat and solid. Um, Okay, I'm going to exclude those wonderful women that work really hard. They have a 100% muscle tone body. So we're just talking to the average vaginal birth delivery mother here. Okay, so I know things. This this is a world of possibilities, right? So we're excluding every other possibility except just the average birth. After you have a vaginal delivery, your um, stomach, your wound area is sore. It's going to feel a little sore. You just pushed out a baby. Your muscles and all that contraction, your body just went through what they would say, eight rounds of boxing, professional boxing. So your body will feel exhausted. Your stomach is going to look and feel as if you have a bag of jello in there. It takes time. So I don't want you to get discouraged and feeling crazy that, oh, it's something's wrong. No. Yes, you pushed out your six pound plus baby, 
but your body still looks like it's holding maybe two or three babies still. Give your body time. Everything will come back soon. Give your body time. Don't be alarmed. Don't feel afraid. Don't feel frightened. Another thing, yes, you pushed out your baby, but now you have to push out the placenta. And you're wondering, oh my goodness, I'm still having pains. Well, yes, after you have just delivered your baby, they're going to try to get that post that placenta out also because they want everything to have been intact. They So they rub, they're rub, massaging your stomach to kind of tighten it, to get those muscles to tighten so that placenta could be um, contracted and pushed out also. And we wanted one piece, want everything to come out. So this is why maybe they'll massage your st- belly button and you're probably feeling achy and annoyed, don't touch me. But it is a process of getting everything out completely so you're cleansed and you're feeling wonderful again in maybe a few hours, all right? So once everything's pushed out and maybe you're laying down now or you're resting or even holding your baby, now you may want to have, if you're thinking about breastfeeding in this process, maybe this was the time where you're like, oh, I'm going to breastfeed, it's going to be like this. And you realize, wow, I just put my newborn on and my newborn's not even um, getting onto my breasts, my nipples, and, and they're hurting me. And then you're starting to notice a fullness coming on. Maybe a fullness engorgement is what they would call it, meaning, wow, I'm filling it with milk, but nothing is coming out. Nothing is coming out, but something's being filled up and your breast will begin to be enlarged. All right. Some people um, would say it looks like two two small watermelons. If you were maybe a size B, now you're almost a triple D. Um, your breast will be filled with milk prepared for your newborn. This is a wonderful thing. But I'm telling you, it's not doesn't always feel wonderful. It hurts. Um your breasts are very almost rock hard if the milk is not coming out and the baby may not even want your milk. The baby may just be tired. Um, if you had any epidurals or any other an, um, anesthesia along the process of delivering your baby, your baby may just be too tired to want to latch. So there you are with some milk flowing and nowhere for it to um, let down. So some tips that come with that is the massaging of your breast to um, downward towards your nipple so that the milk can actually be free or to actually manually express your milk with your breast. So I want you to look that up, manual expression of milk. And it's just to help let the milk flow so you don't stay engorged. But I'm letting you know, yes, it does hurt. Sometimes you may need to take um, ibuprofen. You know, I, again, any type of, I don't give medical advice, but you can always find out about what are some ways to um, release milk and to um, have peace of less tension, less tightness going on. Look that up. Some people do take ibuprofen. I did not. What I also did was just get some warm um, pads to warm, to place over my breast to kind of soothe the hardness, to soothe the extra pain or the milk coming down. Again, manual expression to help the milk release naturally while that pressure of milk is building to get the baby on. And also um, breastfeeding is very, very interesting because all the time maybe you've seen books or you read this or you saw that. A lot of times they didn't tell you how much you might be leaking after you have a baby. Maybe within that week you find that you just have breast milk leaking out. You wake up and your bed sheets are wet because it's not anything else. It's just breast milk that has leaked out and poured out on your clothes and on your sheets. It is uncomfortable. Um, If you have your husband, your partner there, it may be uncomfortable for them. These are some things that you may not have known, but you can do. They have what they call 
chucks or blue pads or even a regular bath towel you can place down underneath you as you're sleeping to prevent that. Some people use breast pads to help alleviate breast leaking milk while they're sleeping. So a lot of times our body is just going to go into this automatic mode and we're not always ready because they didn't tell us this. I'm telling you, these things are going to happen to some of you and it's going to feel uncomfortable. It might feel embarrassing, but I'm just letting you know it's not. It's a natural process. It's okay. Your body's just doing what it has to do and it's preparing you. And the good part about all this postpartum experience is it's you relearning. You are building as a mother. You were not a mother before. Now you are. You went from a no type of experience as a mother to becoming a mother overnight. And now you have milk leaking out of you. Along with that, you do have, um, you know, you're going to be bleeding for a few days. And usually, all the, remember now, the whole time you were pregnant, you, were, you did not have your period. You didn't have your monthly cycle. So now it's as if you had all of it at one time, the first day, right after you had the baby. Reminder that, oh, yes, I should have had my period monthly. And now I just want to get everything out one shot. So you may have heavy bleeding. You may have heavy bleeding. You're going to need some pads. Um, they're probably going to give you some in the hospital. And you will definitely need to have some when you get home. Some people don't. Um, you're not to use tampons. You don't need to put anything inside your body because everything is healing. You don't want to damage anything. Everything is sore. You don't want to um, add more bleeding. So you don't distribute anything into your vaginal area at all. Okay. This is what the six week time frame is about because postpartum is about 40 days, which gives us about six weeks. This is really important that you stay adhering to because it's about your health, your body. So as you're learning, yes, you're going to bleed afterwards because now everything that your body no longer needs to hold in that uterus is going to be washed out. And it's a healthy process. This is why it's important for us to prepare with having our pads so that we have our, our bodies being cleansed properly, but we're not all over the place with a big mess. Be prepared also. You can have what I called earlier, those chucks underneath you as you lay. You can place them on top of your sheets and under um, your bottom as you're sleeping. Also, you can make sure you have the proper um, pad area, the women's feminine pad. You can have that. Be aware that because the blood is coming out um, quickly, you will get what they will call um, large chunks of tissue coming out also. And as that is leaving your body, you will have cramping. And the cramps can be really tight, really intense. If you are breastfeeding, they call them afterbirth pains. And while breast milk is there to enhance the baby's nourishment, it's also there to keep your hormones balanced. And it also helps to allow your uterus to go back to its pre-pregnant size. So if you're nursing, it's a blessing. Even though once you get that milk flowing and the body is allowing the milk to come down and the baby is pulling milk out, and or if you're manually expressing milk into a bottle, however that milk is coming out, that's going to help your uterus to return to its natural state, which would be smaller. The thing is, if you had more than one child, you may have some afterbirth pains, which are actually contractions, restoring your uterus back to its pre-pregnant weight and size. So there you will have a lot of, you can have large um, clots of blood coming out. And this is why you need these pads. Also, you just have the blood flowing because your body is releasing extra tissues that no longer serves 
um, your uterus no longer needs this. It needs to cleanse it out. So you'll have large um, clots of blood sometimes. If it's too large, like the size of, um, I think they would say the size of your hand almost. If you have a fist, that's when you make a fist. Not if you have a fist, excuse me. But if you um, make your size, your hand into a fist, you should not have anything that large. Uh, you should not have a wet pad um, soaking wet within an hour. If you're getting soaking wet pads within less than an hour, you should call your doctor because that may be you're losing too much blood too quickly. But you will be getting pads that are wet. Okay, so just have yourself prepared for that. But again, if they're getting too wet within an hour, soaking wet, and you're wetting through a whole pad, okay, you are to see, you should see, um, call your doctor. In the meantime, be prepared. Yes, and the, the best part about that now, now is that, yes, it's helping your uterus to contract to its regular weight. Your body's cleansing your inside of your uterus area, and the milk is pulling down, and the baby's getting nourishment, and your uterus is getting back to its healthy size. Your hormones are leveling off all within this process. And the great part about the bleeding is, yes, it does stop. It actually will probably by the second or third day, you will not have that heavy bleeding, um, but it will continue. And once it continues, it will start going down from bright red to dark red to brown to faded out into almost clear. And this is a healthy process. It takes time. Um, also, this will be a time for you to remember, which sometimes people don't tell people, don't pick up any extra heavy things. Yes, you just had a baby. Give yourself time to heal. So a lot of times with postpartum, women are like, I'm going to clean my house because I didn't get a chance to clean it. I'm going to wash my laundry. I'm going to do this. You don't need to do that. Your body is healing. This blood is not about, oh, you just, you know, it has to come out. This is still separating from blood vessels that are still open. So this is why you would want to prevent yourself from lifting any heavy objects, anything heavier than your baby, you shouldn't be picking up. All right. Let someone help you. If you do not have help, see how you can recruit help, figure it out, get started, figure it out. If you don't have help, there has to be a neighbor, someone that you feel a little comfortable with to enter into your home, to help you pick up a load of laundry. All right. So let's keep um, a reality check. Our body is more important right now. We're the most important person to ourselves, and we need to take care of it. What else can I tell you? All right. So some of the things that um, if you had a piece, if you had had a tour, if you tore while you were delivering and they gave you stitches on your vaginal area, sometimes that will feel like, oh, my goodness, what are they doing? Sticking me. This is so painful. And so other times you may not even feel it because maybe you would have been so numb. But once you get home, you want to, they should have given your kit. It's like a little clear tube. They call it peri, peri wash. Basically, it's a wash for your perineum area, which is your vaginal and your rectum area, everything that's your undersize, your body. So we want to make sure that we're keeping that area clean because you're not going to be able to just wipe yourself the way you were from front to back with um, toilet paper. or and, and this is something you're not going to do. You're not going to go irritating your vaginal area at all and have an episiotomy. It is stitches, maybe one or two stitches, three or four that you had, but it's still something that you need not to be irritating. Why? We do not want you getting an infection. We do not want you causing more bleeding to yourself. So we want to be careful. And this is why you have a little per perineum dish and what they call a peri bottle. It's a little clear tube, a little pointy at the top when you're um, able to put the cover on, you will fill it with water. And it will usually, shouldn't be warm water. And they would put the cover on, 
and you could turn it upside down and it kind of sprays the water out. This is what you'll be using to wash your area. You're not going to take soap and water and wash your area. You will take that and when you sit down to go to the bathroom, you will rinse with that. Okay, and it feels so good. It's so soothing because you're not irritating your bottom. You're not rubbing on your stitches. Your body, your undersides are going to be sore. You just push the baby out. So we want to use some wisdom. And that you'll do probably for a few days, maybe a week, depending on how you're feeling. But it's really important that you take time to notice how much blood your your um, body is bleeding. So if you're still bleeding, yes, continue to use the, the Perry bottle. Continue to wash yourself after every time you go into the bathroom. All right, here's something else that you may not know, they may not have mentioned to you after you have a baby. Unfortunately, because you pushed everything, you know, they want to check to make sure you're um, properly. They want to make sure that your body is receiving um, a healthy flow. If you're drinking and you have fruits and vegetables that morning, they want to make sure everything can come out. But the problem is sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's hard. The hardest thing you can do after you have a baby vaginally is go to the bathroom to make number two. Because now all those muscles, everything, all that pressure, everything has been like squished together and it's tight and it's pressed and your intestines, everything is kind of, I can't get this out. One reason also is fear. Fear of us pushing and feeling like we're going to rip everything apart. That's, you know, that's usually what it has to do with fear. But also the extra pressure. We don't want to bleed. So our body is preparing us. No, we're not putting extra pressure. So we don't want to eat foods that's going to make our, our stool very hard. So you, this is a time you want to be eating fruits and vegetables, things to keep um, your body flow um, moving, your bowels moving, healthy and flowing. Nothing that's going to impact it. So you don't really need a lot of steak and, you know, some a lot of high protein. This may not be the time to eat that much until you have a bowel movement because you want your body to be flowing. But I'm just letting you know, yes, after you have a baby, that will be uncomfortable for you. Even going to the bathroom to urinate, that will feel uncomfortable. Usually they will not allow you to leave the hospital until you're able to urinate because they want to make sure everything is back in alignment. Everything's working properly. You know, we put a lot of pressure on our on our undersides and our body takes time to kind of remold itself. So this is really important for you to think about, you know, when you're having a bowel movement, you don't want to put so much pressure, take your time. Again, drinking water is something you want to add to that diet to help keep that flow moving. So after you eat, you want to have at least eight ounces of water. Before you eat, you want to have eight ounces of water. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you're breastfeeding, you have milk coming out, you're losing blood, you're going to need to replace some of these fluids. And water usually is the best thing for myself. I personally like using and drinking coconut water. So if you don't have any allergies with coconut water, um, it may have pineapple in it. It may have a little tap of a hint of lemon, but I enjoy coconut water. It's also a great source for electrolyte replacement. So that's also something you might consider. But also the point is to get everything flowing, to keep it moving. And yes, your bottom will feel like you can't get anything out. So you don't want to add too much pressure. I'm just letting you know that's not uncommon. All right. Again, if you have um, any excessive bleeding going on, please bring that to your attention to your um, provider and let just let them know what's going on with you. If you're having difficulty, if you haven't had a bowel movement in three days, again, bring that attention to your provider and they will guide you from there. 
So what is another thing that I can add to you to let you know? There's some comfort things you can get with all of this. Itis is really good. Um, gel pads they have for your breasts. Um, they also have something that they call, like you can have witch hazel, and you can add that onto um, a pad. You can even put that in a freezer. Roll it up in a little Ziploc bag, put it in the freezer, and when you're feeling sore or anything, you can just easily unroll that. Gently, you can put that in your um on, in your underwear to cover the bottom of your vaginal area, and that will soothe it. Some people just get ice and they put it on top, but that, again, it's cold. <laughs> you are going to experience it. It is cold. It's freezing cold, so it's not comfortable at first, but as soon as you put it on that, it'll be like, oh, it is soothing because you're sore. I'm telling you, your undersides are sore. You're trying to do the best you can to move around. You're trying not to be uncomfortable or make things uncomfortable for everyone else when they're when you're moving and you're like, eek, I, oh, and what? You don't need to keep explaining to other people what's going on with your undersides. I'm just letting you know, these are some things that you may experience. Comforting ice is probably going to be your best friend for at least two or three days. But that's what you can do. You can try some of those tips. Um, a lot of times people use the gels because, you know, something you can wash, rinse off, and put it back in the freezer. Some people just put ice and they just put it on in their in their underwear, underneath their um um on top of their underwear to cover their underside so that cools and soothes it. Alright, so we want to know, yes, these are discomfort that will that we will experience, but there are comforting measures to add to you so that it's not terrible all around. And the reason I want to let you know about this is because no one told me and I didn't know about it. So I was uncomfortable, didn't know, felt embarrassed, felt like I was doing something wrong and nobody really told me. So it's helpful for us as women to be honest so that we can help other women. We don't need to bash them. We don't need to talk about them. We don't need to gossip against them. We need to figure out how we can work together. And if you have experienced birth already and you see a new mom and give her some tips. Sometimes new moms, we're very arrogant. We don't want help. We think we got it all figured out, but we don't. We need help. We need to ask questions. We need to go to people that we feel comfortable asking. Or you can even watch. Of course, you have YouTube. You have all these social media sites where people are telling you what's going on. So if you're looking for help, if you're having situations, and maybe you spoke to your doctor about it, and that's it. You know, if you have male doctors who, anyone, male or female, and they've never actually had a vaginal birth, they may not be able to give you all the insights as to what can be going on and how you can get soothing from it. But they can give you some tips on other options that they have heard of. So like them who, who you went to for help, they may not have that experience, but they look it up. They take the time to learn so they can help you. How much more should you take the time to learn so you can help yourself? All right. So those are just some little tips. I'm going to have a part two to this because there's so many different things that you're going to experience as a new mom. But I just want to let you know, be prepared, be expecting that it does get better. Your body will heal. And your, as your body is healing, it's also preparing a way for you to improve yourself. So these uncomfortable feelings, these uncomfortable situations, these embarrassing moments, these situations that feel like, oh my God, I'm not going to be the same person again. No, you're never going to be the same person again because with the baby, you have just grown into a better woman. You have grown with wisdom, knowledge, and you just went through an eight um, rounds of boxing. 
You are not going to be the same. You have been a better person now. So take hold of that. Recognize it's okay to have leakage. Basically, you can have leakage everywhere. You may have leakage while you're sleeping because you're pouring out sweat. Your body's getting rid of extra toxins. So yes, you have leakage coming from your breast, leakage coming from your bottom, leakage coming from your skin. It is okay. Don't panic. It's not going to last forever. It's just a moment of your body cleansing itself, restoring you to a whole and balanced person. And with this new baby, giving you the hormones that you will need to continually take care of this baby with a soothing, peaceful mind. Remember to drink your waters before and after you breastfeed. And remember to have at least, at least three healthy meals. So you're getting a balance of proteins and, and carbohydrates and, and fats. Keep it healthy. Remember the first few days, you don't want to load yourself up with too many high proteins until you have a, a nice, healthy bowel movement. Keep it simple. No extra pressure, no extra weight to carry except your baby. You continue to be blessed. I will have a part two of this episode just for you. Please remember, I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm so grateful for you continually bringing life into this world. And you are loved and you are very important.